Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Home Trust Bank. Dream travel requires smart financial planning. Get ready for what's next with a local banking partner you can trust. Dream big with Home Trust Bank. Visit htb.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who choose to embark on a wellness journey to fuel their body and mind on adventures with ups and downs and trials and errors. Sure, wellness is about eating food that's good for you, exercising, not drinking so much, quitting smoking, These changes will reduce health risks for sure, but a wellness journey helps the way you connect with others. It helps reduce stress and most importantly, helps you face challenges in life. Wellness is a lifestyle and my guest today created a space to provide the healthy practices to help you embark on a wellness journey. Andrew Nalig is the founder of the Sauna House in Asheville, North Carolina, and an ambassador for health and well-being. And Andrew, it is awesome to have you on the show today. It's absolutely my pleasure, Marilyn. Thank you so much for having me. I've been excited to have this conversation. Well, Andrew, you were on Speaking of Travel not that long ago talking about the Sauna House. And since then, I've been over there. I've actually had just the most relaxing and stress-free time soaking and sitting in the saunas. I want to get a little backstory now of your personal wellness journey and how it was really the catalyst for you to open the sauna house. Absolutely. So, you know, 
I grew up in Northeast Philadelphia as a competitive athlete playing ice hockey and lacrosse. And early on, so I was always in wellness, right? I was in fitness, really, and exercise, I would say, fitness and sport. Nutrition was not something that we focused that much on at the time. And then as I became older uh, and I retired from playing sports, I started to struggle with alcoholism. And for the next like five to six years, I really uh, had a downward spiral. My life got worse and worse and worse. And as I became more and more dependent on alcohol and eventually I was very fortunate to stop drinking. Um, and that happened sort of naturally and serendipitously. Uh, but at that time, a number of things kind of all collided for me. There was great mentorship that came in. I was able to remove a, a really toxic substance and I began to start healing. And so I, I always say that that was like my first spiritual awakening because um, I stopped drinking at 23 for the first time. Um, and then I, I relapsed and started drinking again for about another year and a half. And then since then, uh, I've been sober and that's been nine years now. So at the beginning of my journey um, in sobriety, um, I struggled with anxiety and depression pretty chronically. And I think it took maybe close to two years for my brain chemistry to start normalizing. And kind of just before I started feeling really well again, I found cold water therapy. One of my best friends um, introduced me to it. It was early on in the Wim Hof movement. And he challenged me to do 30 days of cold water baths. And I accepted the challenge because I'm competitive. And um, uh, after I did 30 days, I mean, after I did my first one, I noticed immediately how great I felt. Like uh, my inflammation levels were down and my body felt a lot more luminous and lighthearted and I felt good. And after 30 days, I kind of noticed like, wow, I, I, I don't really feel that anxious anymore. And, and my anxiety started to really lift. And then over time, you know, I was living in San Francisco at the time and sauna happened to come into my life at the exact same time. So it, it, and then I started using them independently and then I started using them together. And then I started experiencing all the different bathhouses in San Francisco. Um, and that's really how I got like introduced into the culture, but it was so important and critical for my life and my well-being when it came to me. And, and essentially I started falling in love with the culture and experiencing it in different countries and, and everybody does it a little bit differently, but at the core of it all is like, it's this communal experience that's shared and it's most of the time technology free. So you have this intimate um, conversation with people close to you. So it's, it's checking a lot of boxes that I know now are sort of keys to mental health, um, you know, community sense of purpose, um, and, and, um, hot and cold contrast. Honestly, I think it's, it's a fundamental key to human health, like challenging our bodies on a cellular level. And once I experienced it in Europe and my wife and I decided to move back to Asheville, um, we kind of noticed that Asheville was missing a communal bathhouse and we started working on the plans for it. And, uh, 
and now here we are almost three years later um and it's, it's become quite a cool thing i think oh i would say it's definitely become quite a cool thing and it's definitely around the like you said just that communal aspect of being able to do something that's going to help you physically and mentally and even spiritually and emotionally being mm-hmm. in the different temperatures and uh, and being with people that you can talk to or not uh when i right. was there it was lovely people were you know i don't want to use zend out but there was definitely this feeling that you could be yourself totally uh yeah yeah it's a safe space um for people to move through the circuit you know every bathhouse has a number of hot and cold experiences they all start off the same though where you clean your body so that's like step one is go through the showering process and and get clean so that while you're enjoying all those other baths or saunas, your body isn't making those areas dirtier. But yeah, they all start off with a circuit and ours is pretty straightforward and it's based off of Nordic countries that are, um, you know, they focus heavily on the sauna and on cold baths. And so that's what we sort of did. And the reason that I wanted to focus on those two amenities more than other amenities that you might find in a spa setting is because those two amenities have the most proven health benefits by far. And, and so that's what we did. Well, the, the health benefits, the mental health benefits, all of it is right there. And I, I just wanted to ask, because when you talk about um, the cold water therapy, uh, mm-hmm. I've plunged in the cold water and it is really cold. And how, how much time do you actually spend in the cold water? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's kind of varying amounts of science on it, but what we recommend is three to five minutes and water that's 50 degrees or below. And that's where you're going to start to see cellular adaptations occur your body's going to release norepinephrine and oxytocin. Um, and over time, using ice baths consistently at that temperature and that time, you know, you'll start to regulate your brain chemistry. And that's why it's one of the, one of the oldest recorded um, therapies for mental health. And this can be traced back to, you know, seventh, um, seventh to ninth century historians. So it's been around for a while. Who would ever have thought that cold water therapy would be uh, good for your mental health? It's who would have thought? Yeah, not me. Um, But as I've gotten older, I've realized the more discomfort you seek, uh, the body likes to be stressed. So it's this response to hardship that creates resiliency. And cold water therapy is uh, probably the most perfect example of that. Well, Andrew, when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about the sauna house for sure. But also when we were talking about your curiosity and what communal bathing is all about and traveling to other countries, I've always been fascinated. Like, you know, you think of the Nordic countries as really like, you know, that's where you go to sit in the hot tubs and the hot springs and the mineral water. But it's really something that's happening all over the planet, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. From China to Korea, um, South America, Nordic countries, all, all over, really. Well, we'll talk more about that because I am, you know, I don't want to say addicted, but it, there is something that makes, once you've been in that culture, you'd want to do it again and again and again. So yeah. when we come back, we'll, we'll talk more about that. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Andrew Nalig. We're talking about the sauna house here in Asheville, North Carolina, and also communal bathing. What a concept. Stay tuned. We'll find out more. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe, along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. It's crisp, it's clean, it's cool, and it's here. Fall is in the air. While the brisk breeze billows through the kaleidoscope of colors cascading across the mountains, there is no better time to get out and explore the breathtaking beauty that our backyard has to offer. Adventure is the name of the game. What better to kick off than a symmetrical all-wheel drive Subaru to take you through whatever terrain you wish to tackle. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And I'm here today with Andrew Nalig, and we're talking about wellness and soaking and communal bathing and Andrew is the owner of the sauna house right here in Asheville North Carolina and Andrew I'm fascinated with what you have learned through your journey in how communal bathing sauna cold water therapy is so beneficial as we begin to move more towards a wellness journey ourselves Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, when I, in the earlier segment, you know, I started talking about the history in different countries, and that's really where all communal bathing can be traced back to these very small places that were flourishing, Uh, whether that was in Japan, next to all the volcanic um, hot springs, they, they began having a culture called onsen, and that's the rotation of hot hot pool bathing and and then when i went to europe and you start to experience like the turkish banyas or the russian banyas the turkish hamams i should say you know they're they're all very similar things but they have different names and really the culture was built up around what was naturally occurring in that area right so like that's why the finnish and the norway um Nordic countries, they all are around sauna because they had a lot of wood 
and a lot of cold water. And so you had the sauna and cold water bathing. Whereas if you go to, like I said, in Japan, it's all about thermal rotating through these warm baths created by the volcanoes. So every communal bathing scene is a little bit different, but what the main commonalities are is that it was a, it was almost like a spiritual cleansing ground. You know, everybody from the wealthiest people in town to the poorest people in town, they all come to the same facility. All their garments would be removed, all their status symbols, all their iPhone 13s, you know, they were all removed from these scenarios. And so it, it brings people to kind of levels the social connection or something. I'm not exactly sure what the magic really is, but um, it's that it's this, it's this healing communal space and, the, and they're all a little bit different shapes and sizes, but they all kind of have that same thing at the core, which is bring people together. Let's all clean and connect and go back out into the world, you know, reinvigorated. Well, if there was ever a time to do that, it's now people I think are, are starting to emerge again and shaking themselves off and kind of going, wow, where, where have we been for the last 18 months? So to be able to know that we can, we can find these facilities and utilize them to bring back and even recreate uh, a, a place of, of sense of being uh, is so beneficial. And the story of being here now, Andrew, with your sauna house uh, in one town, the, the benefits that it's making for the people here uh, is really, uh, it's just great. I, I just want to give you a big shout out for, and okay. thank you for coming and, and putting this here so that we can utilize it. What's next? Well, that's a great question. Sauna House is expanding in 2022. So we're really excited about that. And there'll be more coming about how that expansion is going to happen, but it's going to grow the community. And, and, and something is so vital. Like you said, like right now, people are craving um, connection and better health more than ever. And we're so glad that we survived through the pandemic, just as a business, it was extremely challenging. And we're grateful to be here to serve people because the product we serve is not only, you know, creating more resilient people, but it's a fact that sauna improves your cardiovascular health. And, you know, and it's a fact that cold water therapy improves your immune function. And so having a product that serves people safely during this time, you know, it's really an honor to just be part of it. Like, you know, there's so many people that have participated in helping us endure this, you know, from healthcare workers and um, health departments and state officials. And there, and we play a very small part, but hopefully in 2022, like our, our expansion plans are pretty rapid and um, we can start bringing communal bathing and, and sauna and cold water therapy to, to more communities soon. Well, I love the way you, you were able to, to, show us how this communal bathing culture breaks down these cultural barriers to mm-hmm. to really be able to be people to be people yeah. all people and and benefit from that and and I know that your mission there at the sauna house is also to give back let's 
Let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that, Andrew. Sure. Yeah. Um, early on, my wife and I, you know, we wanted our values to be represented in the company, and we're not perfect yet, but we did become members of One Percent for the Planet, which is Yvonne Chavard's foundation that he started through Patagonia. But essentially, one percent of our gross revenue is donated to nonprofits that support the environment. And so they approve, you know, they have partners locally. So locally here in Asheville, Sauna House works with um, Asheville Greenworks and we donate uh, cash in kind uh, annually based on our gross revenue. And we also support with team building days. So we go out and actually work in the field as part of our donation. And then co-branded advertisement also contributes to our donation. But in Sauna House, we've been very committed to environmental uh, sustainability through, you know, most spas you go to have high flow water. Um, they're, they're very grandiose. And, and that means they're generally fairly wasteful. And at Sauna House, we've taken a very different approach. We use like all low flow shower heads, low flow toilets. Um, we don't serve any single use plastic products, all of our cups and everything's compostable essentially. Um, and we use a local commercial compost facility to process that shout out to Danny's dumpster, but, um, they, they're a great partner for us. And so as we become more and more successful, we'll continue to continue invest in both the planet and our people, um, we're living wage certified in North Carolina. Um, so we, we pay people what we believe is a great rate for the local economy as well as they have benefits to use the facility and have uh, discounted access to our wellness experiences. And so we, we're doing those things as much as possible, but uh, you know, the more and more people support us, the more and more resources we have, and therefore the more and more we can give away and continue to hopefully make change happen here. Well, it's all about all of your mission and your values come back to what your product is. It's all about mm-hmm. wellness and well-being mm-hmm. and and mental health and community and and you're you're kind of the ambassador for that Andrew and and I really commend you and and thank you. How can people get more information and and support what you're doing and also get over there and get some soaking in? Yeah, well thanks so much. We're happy to bring it. Um, and I'm just one person inside of our organization. I think we have 30 people now, which was from three people to 30 people in one year post pandemic. They can find more information at saunahouse.com. You can follow us on Instagram at saunahouse. Um, join our newsletter is really the best way to follow along with the journey here. And I just want to give one more shout out to the team because the, the people really make the experience. Our team is fantastic and they work day in, day out to provide this healing experience for everyone. And, um, you know, I'm, it's just my pleasure to be someone who allows them creative freedom and uh, to work in a good space so that they can provide these healing experience for others. Because if they're not getting well taken care of, then they're not uh, able to be fully present for everyone that comes in the door. So they're really the team that makes it happen. Yeah. So you find out more, you know, subscribe to our newsletter and, and follow along and uh, be part of the sauna house journey. 
Well, Andrew, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today. I know that I'm going to come by and get some holiday gift cards. I love being able to say you're very special to me with a uh, a gift card to the sauna house so they can enjoy the benefits. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a whole new product line um, that we've produced that's um, locally made. We make the oils. There's bathing salts. We partnered with Celtic Sea Salt to produce, and we partnered with Elder & Co. for s- some amazing s- candle blends. So there's all kinds of little goodies that you can you can buy this holiday season to make your bathing experiences at home even better. Well, you're just making me swoon now. So, Andrew, thank you again for being <laughs> here on Speaking of Travel, and, and I'd love to have you back in 2022 so we can catch up and find out how that expansion is going. That would be fantastic, Marilyn. Thank you so much for the time today. You bet. Well, you know, many people today are loving being outdoors and being close to nature. And studies have found immersion in nature actually benefits your health, as does the bathing community. Well, coming up next is Justin Bellamy. He's the publisher of RomanticAsheville.com, which is a trusted travel guide for top things to do right here in the North Carolina mountains, and one of the best resources for getting close up and personal with Mother Nature. So stay tuned. Travel is on the rise these days, and significant trips require smart financial planning. That's why Home Trust Bank is a valuable investment resource. They're a local, community-focused partner who can help manage your finances so your dream trip can become a reality. Travel light and leave your money worries behind. Connect with your local Home Trust Bank team member or visit htb.com. Home Trust Bank, helping you get ready for what's next. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. As people are becoming more comfortable in traveling again, It's essential to continue to check the current requirements before booking your travel and before you leave because regulations might change. There are changes happening every day, but there are some great benefits of traveling as soon as you're ready. And when it comes to the travel and tourism industry these days, it's always a good idea to speak to those in the know. My guest today is Justin Bellamy. He's the founder of the JB Media Group, co-founder of the JB Media Institute and the DIY Tourism Marketing Workshop, and the publisher of RomanticAsheville.com, which is Asheville's insider travel guide for all there is to see and do when visiting the North Carolina mountains. And Justin is a travel industry leader. He provides strategic direction and expertise in the industry. And Justin, it's always a pleasure to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Thanks, Marilyn. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, Justin, you're always on top of what's going on. And 
you know, we've had a really different almost couple of years and there have been a lot of things that have changed. And I think the technology is changing around travel. What what are you seeing from your point of view as far as where you think the future might go? Um, well, there's a lot of trends we're, we're following. I, I talked about some of them last time I was on the show. Uh, things around personalized experiences and higher end small group experiences to help tourism businesses bring in revenue from large smaller groups where, where especially where they can't have as many people on property or in certain settings as they had before and of course that's that's shifting and changing all the time and is different in different parts of the this, the country and the world uh, so that's still you know an evolving trend that we're seeing and along those same lines the trend towards eco eco travel and unique lodging smaller uh, individualized lodging. That's a definitely a trend we're, we're paying attention to. Uh, on, the, on the marketing side, one of the things that we're keeping an eye out on is different types of unique ways to use video and capture video. And one of, the, one of those includes using tactical aerial drone photography to, for unique storytelling. So what that really means is the operator of the drone is wearing a VR headset that and has a basically a video game controller in their hands and they're flying a, a drone which is really like a little racing helicopter um, that has a lot of they have a tremendous amount of control over it and it has a gopro camera mounted on it or basically a deconstructed gopro camera so it's just the, the, the camera lens and so it's super lightweight and these range in size from two or three inches to two or three feet across and they you can be flying flown with the same technology the smaller ones are more maneuverable while the larger ones are more stable and they can between those three or four different devices uh, different styles of drones you can capture truly amazing imagery that can be edited into virtual tours or clips for social media or just really unique background images that move on websites so for those of us who might not be traveling as much these days what would be the benefit of being able to see this kind of footage uh, right from our own living rooms? Well, one example I can give is with Romantic Asheville, we represent about 45 small towns in Western North Carolina. We help them set themselves apart and show what's unique about their their own area. They're really organized into counties, and our, our, our client is actually the county tourism office, and they want to get more people to visit their towns and and shop and stay in their their businesses on within their their area. So one of the one of the examples of how this can be used is we've actually done I think three or four county video uh, county tour videos. We're editing a few now, and we have a few that are finished. And so what we were able to show is the six to ten most amazing experiences you can have in that community or in that county in one two-minute video and using really unique angles. So on one of the videos, we have a drone flying around a fly fish, a fly, someone fly fishing on a river and between a couple of people kayaking and uh, um, rafting down a, a, the same river. And then we have uh, it flying down a trail and up to a waterfall. And then it actually flies up the face of the waterfall and then spins around and shows you the 360 view you would have if you were standing above the waterfall. Um, and those, you, some of those things you can't actually re, rep, uh, you can actually recreate those camera angles, but you can go to those places and experience them in person if you choose to travel to that county. 
And so, you know, we, we had one where it was like a, a, a creamery where they make cheese and we flew through their fields where they were harvesting, you know, they were, they were mowing their fields for their cows. And then we flew through where they were making the cheese in like a commercial kitchen. Then we flew through the room where they were aging the cheese and we flew in between the cheese wheels. And, you know, that if you went into the private tour there, you would experience all those things and you get to try and taste it yourself. So those videos give people a really good idea of what kinds of experiences they can do in one county. And they shot, watch another video and it tells them what's different and unique about that county. So that's one of the ways we're using it. Well, that all seems like a perfect tie-in to what you're already doing, as you said, with Romantic Asheville and how people can come on to that site and be able to have so many resources. And here's yet another resource to really get a a flavor of what it's like all around this region. It's, it sounds like a very futuristic, but brilliant idea. Yeah. I, I, we're, it, you know, as I was uh, thinking about this, I would say the quality of the video comes down to two things, the quality of the, the, the skill of the operator and the skill of the editor, and then also the production, you know, so we're most of the ones we've been doing don't have any actors in them. They might have just, people who are passers-by and we ask them if they, we have permission to film them, get them to sign a release. And sometimes they say no, and we just avoid filming them. And other times they say yes. And there's a few people walking a trail or something in a video, but moving forward, we're going to start doing more produced content where, you know, talking to a, a, a resort yesterday about showing all the things the family could do on their property. So it might be paddleboarding on the lake. It might be walking the trail. It might be going on these, to these meditative gardens or looking out the balcony of the of the um, hotel or the balcony of the restaurant on the hotel, those kind you know that showing one family or a group of a diverse group of different families doing those things and then making it making a contest where people can enter to win this family all inclusive experience could be a really great piece of media and a great marketing strategy. And it's such a wonderful idea if you're considering traveling to a place where you've never been before and you're not really sure what's available and, you know, maybe you haven't really been on hikes and or maybe rented a, a mountain bike and went down trails and to be able to see what that would look like seems like it would open up the idea that, oh, this is really cool. I could do that. I can see now what that would look like. So I think it would be a very enticing way to get people to uh, feel comfortable to come to the to the destinations. Yeah, not, not only comfort, it's also about differentiation. There's People have a lot of choices. So if they're looking at a static website with just still images, and then they come to a website that has this interactive tour, they're probably going to feel, especially if it's well done, a better emotional resonance with the, the video. And they'll actually also know really what they're going to get. So there'll be less unhappy customers as well. That sounds great, Justin. Well, give us, uh, obviously, romanticashville.com, but give us a little bit of update on how many, like you mentioned, there are a lot of partners. How much can people find out when they visit romanticashville.com? Yeah, well, in total, we have over a thousand pages that feature over 400 businesses, and it's organized into basically five or six main sections of different aspects of travel and local experiences. So, yeah, it's a really comprehensive website that has a lot of information. And it seems that it's updated on a very regular basis. I just want to give a shout out to you and your team because, as I said in the intro, everything is changing 
so fast and and you never know what is a new regulation or a new protocol or even what's new in a destination and romantic Asheville really keeps up to date on what people need to know when they travel and I just want to say thank you that makes it so much easier to to look at where you want to go and and what you need to know yeah absolutely it's it was, the last year's been busy we've had to update three to five pages every single day to keep up that's craziness but it's good thank you so much justin for being here on speaking of travel and for being a part of the travel and tourism industry and all the work that you're doing and and just being able to think outside the box think think what's going to be happening in the future and helps help set some of those new trends moving forward. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, Justin, thank you so much. You know, people are starting to travel again and airports all over the country are expanding and growing to meet those needs of travelers. And the Asheville Regional Airport is actually one of the fastest growing airports in the country and plans are underway for a major expansion that's actually going to begin next year. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey. She's the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development to fill us in on just when the shovel will hit the ground. So stay tuned. Fall in North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains is the perfect time to get out and explore. With all the natural wonders and beautiful vistas, now is the time to create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky. With the region's most popular online travel guide, not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures, Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I was thinking how just over a century ago, the aviation industry has gone from first learning to fly, then learning to fly faster, to learning to fly further, and now to having hundreds of thousands of flights happening around the world every day. Aviation is certainly at the forefront of innovation and is one of the safest modes of transportation today. And all around our country, airports are expanding and growing to meet the needs of travelers. And here in Asheville, North Carolina, the airport is on a roll. With new airlines coming in with more destination and growth rates hitting new highs, the Asheville Regional Airport is one of the fastest growing airports in the country. 
And here to give us some updates in their expansion plans for growth and success as an airport for the next, let's say, 50 years is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And Tina, thank you so much for being here today. I am always glad to talk to you, Marilyn. Well, Tina, there is so much growth going on with airlines and aviation these days. Even coming out of a pandemic, everybody seems to be wanting to get back out, uh, get back up into the sky and fly someplace. And, And I know that the Asheville Regional Airport has had a plan in place for quite some time for expansion. Let's get a little backstory on what has been going on at the airport to be able to move forward into the future. Absolutely. Well, one thing to let listeners know is that airports go through master planning processes typically every five or 10 years or so. And the master plan is kind of that loose document that identifies what are the growth needs for the organization and also what are the opportunities where can you grow um, and then you go from there and so we've always known that um, when when the time came to expand that uh, we would be looking at designing a terminal expansion uh, because we don't have any other additional land for a new terminal and it just so happens that you know, around 2018, 2019, uh, we were reaching passenger numbers that we did not expect to see uh, for many more years. Like we, we grew so fast that we had to accelerate the uh, terminal expansion part of our master plan and get much more detailed about that. So we started uh, back then really laying the groundwork and thinking through, okay, what's next? Uh, What will this terminal need to be for the next, like you said, next 50 years? And for the last two years, we've been in a very intense design process with our architectural firm to put together the very specific plan for our terminal expansion. And we're almost done with that, which means we will be putting a shovel in the ground, probably uh, by summer of 2022. Well, that's just right around the corner. So you have been busy. That's a lot of work to get done in a really fast amount of time. And I'm sure that having the situation in 2020, when things were looking a little bit different than they had looked in 2019, having that kind of pause in travel, now having travel come back full force. I bet you all can't wait to get that shovel in the ground. Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's like I said, we're going to have to build around and on top of where we're living, basically, and operating. So it's going to be major, a major, major project. Because when it's all said and done, it'll be about a three-year project. When it's all done, we will have a terminal building twice the size of the one we are in now. We will go from seven gates, meaning, you know, loading bridges and gates for um, airplanes and airlines and passengers. We'll go from seven to 12, um, which is nearly double. And, you know, there's just a lot of work that's coming. And 
it is going to be a reflection of this region. It's going to be spacious. It will serve this region's air travel needs for decades to come. It's very exciting. I feel so privileged to be a part of this process. You know, this is really important for Western North Carolina. Absolutely. And it's it's important. And we've talked about this before, Tina, the airport is such an integral part of this community in so many ways, in job creation and economic development and people who are coming in from other places. And actually, uh, as you've said before, it's a leisure market. So a lot of travelers are coming here on vacation, spending a lot of money. So it's important that we have an airport to be able to accommodate that kind of growth. Absolutely. Um, You know, the airlines, they know that Western North Carolina is a place that people want to come to. They also know that there are a lot of people who live in the greater region here who like to travel. And so, uh, you know, we've got to have that infrastructure here um, to serve those needs. And yeah, it's it's exciting. It really is. It's very exciting. And and I'm sure that as we move forward and as you start to literally get the shovel in the ground and things are starting to take off, we'll stay in touch so that we can keep everybody informed because I'm sure there'll be new traffic patterns and things that are going to happen where everybody's going to have to be on the know and and patient to be able to look to the to the other end when this is going to all be so spectacular. Yes, thank you. We will definitely be asking for our community's patience and understanding and also just be cheerleaders, you know, be excited with us about what's coming. Well, Tina, let's get your website and social media information out there because you're already starting to put some information out to the community about what to expect, what's coming up next. And you have all the information about what airlines are here and what flights you can take and really what's happening at the airport. Tell us how we can get more information. Sure. So reach out to us uh, uh, in many different ways, and you can find all of those ways on our website, flyavl.com. And, you know, if you like social media, we are on all the channels. If you like to send an email, there's an easy way to do that. Um, You know, we've got a monthly newsletter you can sign up for. So we encourage you to connect. Well, and speaking of that monthly newsletter, I just want to kind of put a shout out because the it's the window seat is what it's called. And when it comes once a month, it really is full of such timely information, Tina, that is, I feel not only important to what's going on at the airport, but even what's going on in aviation overall, you you fill us in on a lot of good timely tips. And I just want to thank you for that. And remind everybody to get signed up. Great. I appreciate that, Marilyn. Well, Tina, thank you again for being here. It's always good to get an update and I'll look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you on the expansion and new airlines and all all the great things that are happening over there at the Asheville Regional Airport. Great. I look forward to it. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Andrew and Justin for being on Speaking of Travel this week. I think we can all agree that traveling, especially today, can be a little bit stressful. 
But there are ways to keep a relaxed mindset, be in a better mood, and keep your body healthy when you're traveling. For starters, make sure you're getting plenty of sleep. The most important thing you can do is rest. Listen to your body. Take a nap if you're doing a lot of walking or hiking. Your body needs that rest, so be sure you pace yourself. And remember to stretch. Get up and touch your toes, reach for the sky, and breathe in and out. Maybe even do some yoga. And drink lots of water. You're going to want to stay hydrated. Your body will say thank you and carry a water bottle with you at all times. It's so good for you. And be sure you're eating well. Make sure you eat lots of vegetables and make an effort to balance out how much you eat and drink. Okay, you're on vacation, but remember, you need to stay healthy. Make good choices and remember, moderation is the key. Travel has the power to change our lives and vacations are supposed to be enjoyed, but you need to focus on traveling smarter and having a healthy lifestyle even when you're away. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. <laughs>